What is going on, Crypto for Change community? Uh, we're here with C-Wheel. We got JT Invest in you. Uh, obviously, a lot has been going on uh, in the crypto markets the past few weeks, especially in the Algorand ecosystem. So we're going to dive into uh, quite a few things. Actually, we're going to take a look at the market right now, just what's going on, what's causing all the red out there. Uh, should we be worried buying, selling, holding? all that stuff. And then we're going to take a look at some Opulus news that just dropped to, uh, well today. And then we're going to take a look at some yieldly, yieldly news and also some Algorand governance stuff. So strap in and let's jump right into it, guys. What is your all's thoughts right now on the overall market? It doesn't look good. I mean, uh, it's, uh, at, at least from my perspective, uh, there's certainly a chance that Bitcoin could break down a little further. And then I know both of us are heavy invested into Algorand and as much as we dislike it, Algorand has at least around a 75 to 80% correlation with Bitcoin lately. So if Bitcoin breaks down, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for Algorand, but I do, I do have hopes that in the near future, we do lose some of that correlation and maybe go down to 30, 40, 50% correlation with Bitcoin and start doing its own thing. But as of right now, that's not the case. So I do have my eyes on Bitcoin. If it drops, you know, from where it is right now, I think it could go to 40K or lower, and that wouldn't be good for the broader market. So what do you guys think? See, I'm, I'm thinking that if, if we see Bitcoin start to get back near 30, you know, the low 40s, obviously, if we get into the 30,000s, you know, 35 and below, uh, it starts to, for me at least, to pose the question, you know, are we in a bear market um, at that point? I mean, obviously, I've looked at all the charts. There's so many charts that are out there, so many things that people you know, compare from 2017 to now and, the, and each run that Bitcoin's had. Uh, and I'm not a huge charter. I don't talk about that on, the, on my channel a lot. Um, but for me, it's, it's more like just watching Bitcoin, seeing where it's going to go. If it gets down to that 30,000 range, I may start buying some more. But at that point, I feel like we, may, we could be seeing, you know, that we may have already seen the top. Well, I'm, I'm also watching Cosmos. Cosmos ecosystem is running. So it is, as of right now, it is not even affected by Bitcoin. I do have some money in that ecosystem and it's doing great. Um, so that's what I'm seeing on, on that aspect. I don't talk about Cosmos a lot, you know, because like I'm definitely more into the Algorand technology. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, if Bitcoin drops lower, I'm buying. I haven't bought Bitcoin since it was about 38,000. Um, so I'm definitely waiting until getting that range. But yeah, yeah, again, Cosmos, if y'all in that ecosystem, I, th I feel like also the whole crypto space, I mean, stocks right now, if you're holding both, stocks, you know, yep. everything's down. Apple's down, Microsoft. A lot of it has to do with the insert, you know, the, you know, January 6th last year, the whole storming of the Capitol. You have with the Fed. Yeah. You, you, you hear those announcements. Fed news. Plus mm -hmm. you have Bitcoin that has just been, you know, draining and has not, you know, bounced off of, you know, this last market. But we saw what was it like last year when the summer, you know, when it was kind of coming down, it took like what, two, three months before it actually hit that 28,000 and then started to bounce back. If we're looking at that, I mean, it, it started this downtrend right in what, November, I think. So December, January, I think we could, if, if it's not in a bear market, I think we get, we could be seeing the end of January. It could still be red for the next few weeks, but February could be if it is going to break out of this and we're going to see Bitcoin set a new all-time high, I think it's going to have to start moving come February, if, you know, middle to late February and, and start that push. What do you guys think? I do know Michael Saylor did buy, or well, Michael Strategy bought more Bitcoin recently. 
They're always um, so Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I follow like definitely when it comes to Bitcoin, if he keeps buying it, I'm still bullish on it until he's not bullish on it. That's like my position with uh with Bitcoin. Yeah. So then, you know, going on to what JT kind of said, what are your all's thoughts with where Algorand's at right now? You know, what are we at? A dollar fifty close to that? Dollar sixty. Yeah, I think it was great because I, I I use AlgoFi to take out a loan to buy some more at a uh, buck thirty. So I'm in profit with that stuff. Anybody get liquidated yet on AlgoFi? Nah, no, no, not here. <laughs> no, no, I feel, not I feel like that. I feel like there's got to be some people who probably are, are getting close. With, with I, I'm sure right. there are some that have already been liquidated. Um, the way I structure mine, it's nearly impossible to be liquidated. Uh, basically, because I have Algorand supplied and then USDC supplied, primarily because I can't get my hands on any more stable. Um, and and then my borrows are almost identical, so I pretty much have like the same amount. Or well, technically, I'm over collateralized on my algo and over collateralized on my USDC, and those are also the ones I took out. So they move together. So as as my borrow rate goes, so if algo drops and my borrow rate goes down, my collateral goes down the equal amount. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So essentially, you borrowed algorand. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I borrowed algo. I borrowed USDC. I borrowed stable. The only things I haven't borrowed are the GoBTC and the GoETH. I just haven't found a reason to use them. Kind of looking at, you know, the whole, you know, top 10 right now, you know, you have Solana, who's still, you know, one of the top coin crypto coins out there. Obviously, you got Ethereum. And then we saw some of the news that just dropped on both them. Solana was down again. And Ethereum, you know, Vitalik made the comment that they're halfway through, which would put them finishing in like six years. So yeah. what is, you know, if you're someone who's maybe yeah. one of the viewers who's holding either of these, what do you guys think's the advice there for, for, you know, with what's out there, you know, you see in the cosmos, obviously we're bullish on Algorand, you know, yeah, what are some things we should be considering here? Well, let me talk about Solana. I do know Solana following the NFT space. You had Michael Jordan and his son has, is launching a project on Solana. So okay, I know that. from, yeah. So from these uh, different people I'm studying, I'm seeing mainstream people are looking at Solana as number two place to go with uh, NFTs other than Ethereum from my research. Gotcha. So that, that's always interesting, uh, though it's been crashing. Um, yeah, what do y'all think about that? To, to add on to that point, I do agree that uh, Solana is somehow the most hyped blockchain to the point where it's, you know, you see all sorts of different celebrities using it, all sorts of high-end or big projects trying to launch on it. And I think it could be ultimately a good thing for Algorand because in some weird way, Solana is bringing in new eyeballs into the space. If it continues to break, those new eyeballs are going to be looking elsewhere to figure out where else could we go. And Algorand stands to benefit tremendously. So, I mean, if Solana wants to do the hard work of putting all the hype in and drawing all these people in, and then all of, all of a sudden they go, well, this isn't working. Where they're going to look for, they're, yeah, exactly. They're going to look for something else. I mean, some of them might leave altogether. That's, that's bound to happen. But even if you retain 60% of the new people and they look for other platforms to list their NFTs or to build their projects on, I mean, it's going to be, it, Algorand's going to stand the test of time. Yeah. I was even, I did the interview with the drone racing league president yeah, a couple of days ago. And she even yeah. said in there, like why she chose, why they chose Algorand. And that's, that's a sport that is on national television, like and growing like crazy with its user yeah. base. And she said, it. she even mentioned that like, we saw that all these other ones were just hype. There was no like real world use case. It's not sustainable. It's not going to scale at the level that they're going to need, you know, as they're looking to grow. Uh, and obviously you just saw them partner with Hivemind with all that news dropping. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
that is the thing. I think you hit hammer on the nail right there with so many, once these, once the people who are invested in these projects start to realize that, you know, they don't want to deal with something that's always down or they don't want to wait six years or they want something that's more affordable and easier to build on and cheaper to build on. And Price action matters a lot too. And like the thing is, is when you compare Algorand to Solana for, for comparison, I think as a technology, Algorand is better. But price action wise, if you had bought Solana a year ago versus Algorand a year ago, you would have made a lot more money on Solana. And part of that is because a year ago, Solana's market cap was much less than what Algorand is. So like Algorand didn't have that room to grow. It was already a middle-sized to high-end market cap uh, cryptocurrency where Solana was essentially a low cap when it Mm -hmm. started. And all of a sudden it went up a thousand X or whatever it went up, that draws that- that's what really draws the eyeballs, the hopes that everyone's going to get rich off of it. But yep. to, in my opinion, most of the money on Solana has already been made. But that is what draws in the attention. Most of the people come in when they're seeing everybody get rich on something. And when everyone's getting rich on something, they're excited to tell their friends about it. And I, I think that's mostly part of the reason why Algorand doesn't get the love and the attention is because all the attention is on what has made people absolutely rich last year. Let's kind of, that's a good segue, I think, into the next couple of things we were going to talk about, which is some ASAs on Algorand that we think could make some people a lot of money in 2022 and beyond. Obviously, we can start with the big ones first. Let's, let's talk Yieldly. They just dropped some news of their, well, not really fully dropped the news, but they've had some people testing their new NFT marketplace. And we saw, if you're on Twitter, at least, uh, we saw a little glimpse i guess you could say of what that's going to look like what are your all thoughts there as a person who's like selling nfts i'm very excited and bullish on that part of it um because like you know if we can get a one in-house shop with staking liquidity pools nft minting purchasing it's going to definitely give Rand gallery a run for his money i would say which would be dope because i don't like ab2 gallery nor zest bloom you know dart rooms all right but uh, my favorite is Rand, so I want another place that has high traffic. Yeah, so AB2 has also been having a lot of issues staying up yeah. and a lot of, I, I literally pulled the two that I had listed for sale uh, of mine off. I'm waiting to list them on NF, uh, on Yieldly's NFT marketplace, mm-hmm. hopefully. But uh, I do agree. And I think that just, it gives them just another area in the Algorand ecosystem that they can start to capitalize that market share. So I think Yieldly is is poised, even if it's not in near the beginning or middle of 2022, by the end of 2022, I feel I would be shocked to see Yieldly under 10 cents. What do you guys think? I completely agree. And to be honest, I'm not too big into the NFT space, but I am a big holder of Yieldly. So I do I do think this would be great for the project. I hope it's great for the project. Uh, and you know, when you compare to things like OpenSea, it's and all the ones you just mentioned. I mean, I've checked out all of the ones you mentioned, Rand Labs, AB2, Zest Bloom, and so forth. And honestly, the UI and the interface, it's just kind of boring. It's not exactly. really, it's really not AB2 that exciting. It's horrible. Terrible, oh, it, it, it's just so basic. I mean, it does, it gets the job done. It does yeah. what you want it well, to do. Sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. People have been having issues, but I do think part of that is the issues with the Algo Explorer APIs. But regardless, um, yeah, I do. I think to add on to both of your points, it'll be absolutely great to have a one-stop shop. And hopefully, because I know they've been, messing around a little bit with games they were doing like a pac-man game on one of their things and something else like a frogger like game yeah. maybe they can start incorporating more 
better games and do sort of like a play to earn model as well and have literally everything. So the staking, liquidity pools, you know, NFTs, mint, sell, burn, whatever you want. Uh, you know, the staking for four NFTs, the prize pools, the play to earn, yeah. and then maybe even add algo purchasing on the app because I know that they wanted to do that. Yeah, that and kind nice. of really just make it so nobody has to leave the site to do almost anything. If yeah. they could, if they could eventually in the future, add lending and borrowing, you'd oh. never really, you would like never have to leave yield. Well, let's jump into another one of the ASAs that's big, uh, Opulus. You know, they just released some news today. Obviously yesterday, if you're watching the video, this is coming out, but new tech developments are coming. Uh, CEO Lee Parson said on a tweet and live on the Opulus website, which right now you can visit the Opulus website, but it's pretty much just, you know, learning about their roadmap and what they're planning to do. But he said for the SNFT holders, so the Big Zoo, which is the song that just released, and then yep. also the people who bought into the SNFT for Lil Pump, I'm guessing there will be the functionality coming within the next few weeks where we'll be able to claim our SNFTs. And then obviously, once the song releases, start to earn those th that money. So, you know, how bullish are you guys on Opulus, you know, with, with that, you know, news dropping and going into 2022? Uh, my, my bullishness has never changed. Uh, I'm not affected by price action as much because uh, I feel like I do research to pick the best assets. So yeah, I'm 100% bullish. And once we get the little pump song drop in that website functionality, I feel like we're going to be back up on that rise. Because people, you know, on Twitter, I see, especially Dave, I've been watching your tweets where people talk about Oculus. <laughs> But they, they're like they, they're know. attacking me well not really yeah. i will yeah, say yeah. It's, it's the one guy crypto cookie monster he uh yep. he likes yes. to chat about opulence maybe maybe he got burned i don't know he yeah, can let us yeah. know in the comments but he uh he definitely is not a huge fan of of lee parsons and, no. and and opulence but i get it you know i get even last time i think jt you were wrapped in on that conversation on twitter it's like people want they want the utility of the token they want you know i think it's our honestly it's our generation we want everything now like if yeah. it doesn't happen now and if I'm not rich now, then it's it's busted. It's it's dumb. You know, find, run and find the next Inu token that's going to make me a millionaire. And it's like, yep. come on, you can't literally go to this website and, and follow along. If you have been, I feel like when it comes to Opulus and what the team has built and so far who they've added to their roster of, uh, you know, behind the scenes of everybody putting everything together. Yes, they may not be you know, loud and, and saying every single move they make, but some of that might be just competitive edge. Like they don't want to let all these other people who are possibly building these platforms. Cause I've seen things on Ethereum's network getting built to do SNFTs, you know, it's coming. So like there has to be some competitive secrets there where they may be not releasing all the stuff they know until they're ready. Oh, I'm still buying. I bought a couple of days ago, right around the 220, 215 mark. Me too. And yeah. guess what? If it drops below $2, I'm buying more. Yeah, you know, I, it's I, like what well, like Kathy would say. It's like, what is your time horizon? Yeah. You know, and that's all my whole thing is like, when, wh what are you trying to do? What's the end game? And I'm definitely not getting out this market in this next six months. So I'm in for the long haul. No. Yeah. And, and I mean, just to be devil's advocate, I, there are some valid criticisms um, of Opulus. However, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like to some degree, people are almost too harsh on it because there are so many other projects that are, you know, also behind on their roadmaps and also have similar issues um, bringing things to market in, in the fashion that they originally intended on. 
yet don't get the same level of hate, sometimes still are performing pretty well for some reason. So, you know, I, I, I do think some of it is unjust. I will say that if they are still behind at the end of this quarter, I will start becoming a little bit more concerned. But that that tweet from uh, Lee Parsons really helped alleviate some of those concerns because it does seem like the portions of that roadmap are coming to fruition. But in Q1 of their roadmap, it's they're supposed to launch their entire DeFi component. You know, the the staking and the and the lending and things like that. There's a there's a lot of things that are supposed to come out over the next quarter. And if they don't come out, that's fine as long as it's also paired with like a good explanation onto why and when it would come out. If we don't get those, then I would be a little bit concerned. But otherwise, I mean, it, for me, it's still too early to be concerned. I am very much bullish, at least on the concept of it. And I believe that they can deliver on it. But as you know, time will tell for sure. Yeah, I think I think where you see a lot of the criticism that comes at Opulus is just because of how um, you know out you know loud the CEO is, Lee Parsons. I mean, and honestly, it doesn't bother me. But like, he's on Twitter way more than any other. I mean, the only other person that probably tweets as much as he does is the guy who created the Algodex. And people obviously <laughs> jump on him. Gosh, they jump on I him for it. how much he tweets. So I I honestly think it's. It's the amount of that it's it's how much he talks about the product because he's put so much hype in it. And you don't really see that with a lot of other Algorand projects. Most people just, you know, quietly building it and then they launch it and then they start to try to build hype. And he's just been building hype after hype. And he's got other people on the team that are tweeting and creating all this hype. So it's easy to attack someone when they're pumping their product, but it's not all the way out yet. So I think that's ultimately why you see a lot of hate thrown their way. But I think, you know, I think just like he proved a lot of the doubters wrong with Ditto Music, and I think he's going to prove a lot of the doubters wrong with Opulus, and people will regret not just buying, holding, staking, whatever it is, and just, you know, diamond handing this one come a year from now. Like, I learned my lesson with XRP, you know, so it's like, and a Decentraland, I sold way too early. So yeah. I'm like not doing that with yeah, Oculus. You, like you gotta hold, you know, these projects that can really revolutionize an, an entire industry or an area of the, you know, where we see the world progressing. I, you have to just, you know, you know, if you have a plan to buy and sell and try to swing trade it, then you got to stick to it when you get those profits. But if you don't, and and you're someone who's not great at trading, i.e., me, I'm not the best <laughs> trader out there. Like that's why I just I buy it, I hold it, I stake it, and then you know I watched. Opulus run all the way to $7. I took a little bit off the table, not a lot, but then when it came down, I bought more and I'm still, and I'm waiting for the next run up. And that's the way I do it with pretty much all the other ASAs. Let's jump into the last topic, which is governance. See, Will, I, I, we, we talked last time about what you were going to do. Mm -hmm. I actually finally made up my mind on what I was going to do. I rolled in just a probably about 15% more in that I had accumulated through the first governance period. And I rolled that plus the rewards I got uh, and my original stake. So I'm just a little bit more heavy in it this time than I was the first period. I may still do what I said I was gonna do uh, in our last video, stake another amount in a separate wallet and then down the road make that decision if I'm gonna leave it in there and earn mm. the rewards or if I'm gonna pull it out, swap it for something else. You know, honestly, I'm really, really surprised. I'm looking over here right now and it's it's, just under 2.9 billion algo at this point yeah. committed to stake. Yeah. I mean, if you do well, if you third, what did we get right for the now. first period? Eight, nine, what was the first period's governance? Amount? Like a billion less, I believe. It was yeah. it was like 1.7 like or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So damn, that grew a lot. 
Yeah. Everybody's seen that passive income. Yeah, I was say, Do, it's all the, all the rewards. Everybody just rolling it in. <laughs> that's 45% of the current circulating supply committed to governance. And there's still almost 20 hours. I mean, by the time people see this video, it, it might be closed. But as of, as of speaking, there's almost 20 hours left. And 45% of the circul circulating supply is committed to governance, which is insane. I mean, that's yeah. wow. honestly shocking to me, especially as we have more and more things to do with your algorand, because I'm putting far less into governance. I mean, I know, David, you said you're putting more, but um, I personally am putting a lot less. I mean, part of that is because I have plenty of it as collateral right now, but right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not that's not too big of a deal, because I do think the the bags that I got that are staking and compounding on Yieldly are... Uh, are going to do me well in the long run. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The reason I'm staking more is because I, one, I, I like having some risk and I like diversifying my risk and I see Algorand's potential long-term. And I know that if I lock it up, at least, even though there's no penalty technically now, you know, with, with yes. no slashing, I could still pull it out and do something with it. But it gives me more thought to not just go and keep swapping my algo for, yeah. you know, chasing all these other ASAs as they're getting launched you know, or just, you know, swapping for more other things like Yieldly, Opulus that I'm bullish on, like, because, because honestly, like, I see that, you know, Yieldly and Opulus could easily, you know, 10x, you know, and Algorand could take longer to 10x. So this is a way of me kind of staying a little safer early on, especially right now with we don't know where this market's going to go for the next bit. And I'd rather be heavier in Algo than, you know, some of the other ASAs that are out there. Now, I'm like, what I, what Tiny Man has showed me as well, all the people who are in uh, what acorns and planet and all these other ASAs, they're getting wrecked right now because they can't do anything. They yeah. can't move. There's nowhere to go. So I'm happy that I was mainly an algorithm, which yeah. is I, if I needed some cash or whatever, I can send that to an exchange. So that's what kind of makes me go more bullish on, you know, the main asset of the whole ecosystem. It's the yeah. one that, you know, so. Well, yeah, I mean, David's absolutely right that it's it's the uh, least risky option for sure, yeah. um, especially even the least option, least risky option to earn a yield. I mean, let alone price action. Yeah. But in all these other protocols, even Yieldly and Tiny Man or wherever else, you're putting your algo into a smart contract, and that has a lot of risk. At least the oh, current wow. iteration of governance, you're just keeping your coins in your wallet. I mean, it's just as safe as they would be if you're just holding them in your wallet. It's, so it's like. I mean, obviously you have to vote, but it is the least risky way to earn a yield uh, uh, without a doubt. Um, but to add on to your point, C. Will, that is 100% part of the reason I am and am glad that I'm only in ASAs that are on other big exchanges. Like I hold Opulus, yep. I hold Yieldly, even Planets is on is on an actual is on a big exchange. But there aren't Not many. Nice. Most most ASAs are only were only available on Tiny Man. So yeah, people. Are getting wrecked and i do think once especially with current market conditions once tiny men comes back on if we're still bearish a lot of people are going to be dumping so i think it's going to yeah. be even more bloody um so yeah it has been really nice to be buying opulus on kucoin yeah. on the way down you know be buying yieldly on mexi uh but of course i do i i can't wait for us to have multiple dexes because you know eventually in the future even if something like this does happen it really won't be that big of a deal even if it no. ends up being a little bit more money it won't be that detrimental to the community it'll be detrimental to people lost money but the community will still have three or four other places to continue business as usual it yep. won't necessarily be a, a, a big deal we'll have we have algo i mean algo decks we have pact we have uh, humble 
uh, pretty sure there's like two other ones yes. that are coming out. I just can't name. I just can't name them right now. But I do believe we have like five decks coming out. Same man. Uh, governance update for me. I ended up supplying my rewards on Algofire. Uh oh. So you <laughs> yeah. didn't roll them in. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. So I still got my same, you know, the same portion that I put in there. Uh, so that, that that's the update for me. All right. Hey, let it, just let it ride. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, like I said, follow us all on Twitter. We each have our own YouTube channels, uh, Passive Income Network, JT Invest in You. Obviously, follow Crypto for Change. Uh, you know, we're on Twitter. We're always talking, you know, our thoughts, ideas, sharing, retweeting, huge news that drops in the Algorand ecosystem and just beyond the Algorand ecosystem. So, you know, interact with us there. Uh, and until next time, guys, let's get out there and make some money. Peace,